Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. It's time for your daily dose of all things Chicago sports. This is the Daily Score. Now, here's your host, Mark Grody. Man, this thing keeps going up a notch in terms of these really bad losses for the Chicago Bears as they blew, choked away a 28-7 Third quarter lead. Justin Fields and the Bears were up by 21 points, and they lose to the Denver Broncos by a final score of 31 to 28. And we'll get into some of the nitty gritty of the game, but the loudest stuff was occurring off of the field and home, which I will explain to you right now. Chase Claypool, the Bears wide receiver, whom Ryan Poles gave up a second-round pick for, had a bad year last year, has been kind of a goose egg this year, was inactive in this game. Not only was he inactive, the Bears told him, don't bother to show up. Don't even, no need for you to be at, at Soldier Field. They told Chase Claypool to stay home. We're not exactly sure why. Nobody told us why. The players did not tell us why. But there is some indication that it may have had to do with the comments that he made this past Friday when he asked, essentially, if the team was putting him in the right position to succeed and to thrive and to be him. He took a second, paused, and said no. That he was not being used to the the best of his abilities right now, paraphrasing a little, but I'm very uh, confident that that is exactly what went down. Uh, Cause I was there on Friday when that happened. And then he apparently finds out on Saturday that he's inactive and then told stay home. We don't want you at the ballpark at all. So let's start right there. And Justin Fields on actually, let me back up. Let me back up just for full context. When Matt Eberflus spoke to us and we were asking him about Chase Claypool, he said that Chase Claypool was given a choice, whether to come to the field or stay home. And Eberflus indicated that he chose to stay home. Then we get back up to the press box after being in the locker room, which is where I am right now in the press box. And a Bears spokesperson, a Bears communications official, told us in the press box that he was not 
given a choice. So I don't know what Eberflus was talking about. I don't know if he just goes into this coach speak mode where he's not going to answer anything, but he was not being forthright with us in terms of what was going on with Chase Claypool. But somehow Justin Fields was. Here's Fields on everything going on with Chase Claypool. I called Chase, you know, after whatever happened. And um, I was just checking up on him, make sure he was in good spirits. But um, regarding his comments and everything, um, I don't know if, you know, they – you know, are not. But one thing I do know is everybody in the building is trying to um, reach their full potential, reach their full potential. So players, coaches, coaches trying to get the most out of every player. And, you know, and then us as players, we're trying to get the most out of ourselves and be the best we can. But as far as, you know, are you focused on a guy that's here or not during the game? No, not really. Um, you're focused on the game and what's going on. So can't control that he was here or not, um, you know. So, yeah. Coach, let us know on um I don't I don't know if it was I think it was Saturday maybe. Saturday at the C meeting, let everybody know and um at that point it's just next man up. So I think EQ and Tyler did a great job today and you know, played well. Do you, do you want him on the scene? Do I want him on the scene? Of course. You know, Chase is a he's a weapon. He's um he's passionate and um, you know. He just has to work on, uh, you know, his display of his emotions. And, you know, me and him have had multiple conversations with that. But, um, I mean, as far as do I want some on the team, that's an easy, easy answer. Yes, of course. Are you frustrated as a leader of the team by that situation? And given the fact that you specifically have gone to bat for him publicly multiple times. You said am I frustrated what? With the Chase Claypool situation, when you have been out front in front of the cameras defending him throughout this. Uh, I mean, of course, I'm frustrated, and you know, when you know, one of your you know best weapons on the outside is not in the game, but um, it is what it is. You know, coach in the front office, they made the decision, and that's what it is. And, you know, as a player, I can't do anything about it. Got to go go out there with you know the players that I have and um, execute to the best of my ability. So uh, you know, I just try to control what I can control and kind of just stay out of you know. Did they explain why that No, they didn't. You know, and. Um, I think every at the time when everybody found out, everybody was so locked in on preparing and you know getting ready for the game plan. Nobody really asked questions, you know. You know, we just don't ask questions. We just you know focus on the task at hand and you know the game. I think it's interesting when Justin Fields throws out the control what you can control line. Control is something that Chase Claypool apparently doesn't have when it comes to his, as Justin Fields put it, display of emotions, this has been a theme with him. Going back to the game last year on the sidelines, having a tantrum, having a fit over something. And I will say at the time, I defended Chase Claypool because they were in the midst of their 11-game losing streak, and I was happy that somebody seemed pissed off. I didn't realize that this seems like a chronic issue with Chase Claypool. Now, we don't really have any official word on what happened with Chase Claypool, exactly why he they get just spoken generalities, but you know, Justin Fields alluded to something he said, which we can only presume is kind of taking a shot at the Bears offense in terms of the way they are using him. But no matter what, I've unfortunately have gone to the other side here with Claypool. I can't defend anything he's doing. Um, and he has not put himself in a position for the Bears to win, quite frankly. That's a big problem that 
he has not ingratiated himself to this offense or to his teammates just because of the apparent outbursts that exist. So at this point, Chase Claypool is the problem. It's not the team. It's not the bosses. It's not the quarterback. This lands firmly on Chase Claypool. And he's he has to get himself right. And at this point, I don't know like how deep this is going to run and how often he will be inactive or how often he will be on this team for the rest of this year. It seems like everything is up in the air with Chase Claypool at this point. And it's up to him. It's up to him to, to change it at this point. I feel like, you know, if you want to point fingers, the finger to point is Ryan Poles at this point because he is the one that probably knew some of these things about Chase Claypool. I mean, this can't be like a shock to the system of other scouts. And probably if you talk to people on Pittsburgh they would or Notre Dame, they would probably tell you. So it can't really be a you know huge shock to the system of, of anybody to hear what is going on with Chase Claypool. Um, but – yeah, if you want to get mad at somebody, it would be Ryan Poles. It would be Ryan Poles for, you know, maybe not vetting thoroughly or choosing potential production over potential locker room issue or practice issue. And it's been everything. It's been everything. And I have run out of excuses for him. And I, like I said, I felt like I had uh, struck up a nice relationship with him last year. And, you know, was pretty honest with me about some stuff about wanting to be in camp and wanting OTAs and all of that kind of stuff. So I was prone to hearing that. And I don't even know if giving the benefit of the doubt is right, but maybe looking in the man's eyes and believing that he was desirous of doing whatever he had to do to be great. But he's got some stuff he's got to work on here now as well. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow alternate routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. A few other things about the the Bears game that we should discuss. You know, look, Justin Fields was 28 of 35 for 335 yards and four touchdowns. Two of those touchdown passes to Komet. He looked terrific for a lot of the game. Unfortunately, he had two, again, critical, critical errors. A strip sack and subsequent touchdown for Denver and then a critical interception on a pass that was intended for Chase Claypool. Here is Justin Fields on the pass that was intended intended for Cole Komet. Fields is going to get into that amongst other things right here. 
Bro, I think the offense, you know, we uh, did well. We just got to finish, you know. In the fourth quarter uh, drive, you know, defense held them at the end on a field goal. And that's really all you can ask for is, you know, a chance. So, uh, you know, I got to be better in that situation. And, um, yeah, we just got to finish. Yeah, saw a man, um, you know, safety had uh, depth. So, you know, uh, I expected Cole to kind of, go to a spot and sit down because of the safety's depth. But, you know, Cole stuck to the rules and, you know, selling over and breaking out. Um, so, all in all, it's my fault. Um, you know, man coverage, he's supposed to um, do what he did. But, you know, I kind of wanted him to just play football and kind of just sit down in space. So that's kind of why I threw it to a spot, how I did. But, um, yeah, it was really just a miscommunication on that one. Freelance a little bit, and just kind of freelance. Boom, go up there, turn around, sit down, and of course move on to the next play. Of course, in that situation, you're in four down territory right there. So, um, I mean, yeah, just a miscommunication on you know me and him, and you know it comes down to being my fault at the end of the day. So I got to be better for the team in that situation. Good explanation. And here's the thing about Justin Fields' day: you know, those, look, those errors were huge from Justin Fields, but he looks so much better, so much better in this game than he has in I may have been the best rhythm I've seen from Justin Fields, period. Um, again, 28 of 35 for 335, four touchdowns and an interception. It just like, and hey, taking into account that it was Denver, all of that stuff, there was command, DJ Moore, eight catches, 131 yards and a touchdown. In this game, Mooney was part of things, had a big, one particularly big catch in this game. So it just like that's what you could take out of it. Still got to eliminate the stuff. The The loss was abominable um, when you have a 28 to 7 lead in the third quarter. But if we're talking about Justin Fields, he took a step. He took a step in this game. He took a big step forward in this game. Let's see if they can turn it around and make it better on Thursday night. One last cut, it'll be uh, DJ Moore. And I thought he used probably the best phraseology in terms of this game in a 31-28 loss to Denver. Yeah, it's heartbreaking. You know, you'd be up the whole game, come back, they come back and uh, win it on their field goal. So we still had a chance to win and we didn't. That's it. Heartbreaking. Still had a chance. Yeah, and by the way, the fourth and one, where the Bears went for it on the Denver 18 when it was tied 28 to 28 and Khalil Herbert gets stuffed. Sounds like the consensus in the locker room and from Ed Eberflus, nobody was surprised they went for it. They were 100% on board with it. Fields loved it. Eberflus obviously liked it because he was the one that made the call. There was no conflicting messages from players. They were all pro, go for it. They just didn't execute it, and that turned out to be a pretty huge play on the day. So, so yeah, Bears are 0-4, embarrassing loss number four on the season, and they got the fast turnaround at Washington on Thursday where they have to avoid again going to a mini-bye, feeling really bad about themselves. So we'll see if the Bears can turn it around. Ought to be an interesting week at Alice Hall where I will be every day and reporting on the score and on the daily score. For our executive producer, Ray Diaz, I'm Mark Grody. Talk to you soon.